Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Is It Just Me, another brand spanking new podcast with my co-host, James Williams. I'm Joe Elvin, and together with a celebrity guest every week, we will dissect all the nonsense going around in our heads. It's kind of like therapy, but it's a lot cheaper, hopefully usually a lot funnier. And today we have one of the best guests I could ever imagine. She's not only a globally renowned interior designer with a wealth of talent and a wealth of super clients to her name. She is uh, a really great friend of mine and a motivational speaker and a television presenter. And I'll be honest, a super good egg. It is Kelly Hoppins CBE. And we got together with her to talk about all sorts of things like um, I allowed myself to be judged for my my non-bed making business. Um, I just can't be bothered. And that's one of the first things we talk about. But um, yeah, James and I had a lot of fun with her. So I really hope you enjoy listening to it. Thank you. How are you? I'm good, actually. I'm just like, it's a Friday, so it's Zoom day. And as much as I love working a couple of days a week from home, it's just not the same as going up and tapping someone on the shoulder to have a chat about something. Everything's like down. Like even doing this, I was like, oh my God, it's 3.30. You know, like you've got to stick to it. You haven't got time to pee even. It's kind of weird. (laughs) Well, no I did flow. actually factor in peeing time into your day to day. Do you remember? <laughs> I, I know you did, and it made me <laughs> laugh. But actually, I didn't factor it into my day. But thank you for thinking of me. <laughs> oh, always, always. I'm never knowingly far from a toilet, Kelly. It's just like you know, I'm just too old for the. I don't have the bladder strength. Uh, neither oh, is just, your dog. N- neither is your sense of humour, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, you know, you like a bit of toilet humour too. In this Zoom day and age, Kelly, it is annoying, isn't it? Because I think it's just spontane- spontaneity has just gone out of your day. You have to organise everything. And sometimes I, I think, as a creative person like you, I should imagine sometimes it's the spontaneity that breeds some of the best ideas. Well, kind of, because I'm such a control freak that my <laughs> diary is kind of just so. But I think the bit that I miss is that kind of the human 
touch, that human interaction where sometimes the best ideas, you can have a laugh. You know, I find that when I go to the studio, we have these design bubbles where there's just sort of two of us working and you're actually physically designing with fabrics and whatever. And you sit down and have lunch at two ends of a table and you start laughing and joking, whereas you, you can't really do that when you're that structured the way we, we all have to do it. But you know what? It's fine. I've kind of got used to it, but it's quite nice to complain about something, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, I was I was the only person in my office yesterday. I was the only one who needed to be there. And I honestly, come about two o'clock, I nearly drew a face on a tennis ball. I was so I used to that anyway. <laughs> it was just, yeah, I probably will start wittering onto myself in there one day very soon. Yeah, the one thing that I was quite excited about for the second lockdown is the, um, what was it called, house party. Do you remember we used to do it every Friday night? Yeah, but and then you, we got sick of it. <laughs> well, you did, speak for yourself. Um, you propped your phone up against a tangerine. Do you remember yeah. every single time? I've never yeah, and, and, and Kelly has never stopped tangerine shaming me ever since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I quite Poor like this. Kelly. You can have a drink and leave. You don't have to drive home. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, we should do that again very soon, actually. I miss I miss the Alpine Spritz gang on the drinks. I know, I know. Yeah. Anyway. But how's work for you? You've been mega, mega busy. Do you know, I don't think in 43 years I've ever been as busy. We're recruiting staff. We're busy, you know, busy for the next four years. I mean, we're blessed, but, you know, we work hard. We've got great clients, but new territories are opening up for us. And um, it's stressful being the conductor at the top for that many staff. But you know what? I love being busy. I love the challenges, um, but it's it's more difficult. It's more difficult, but it's, it's good. But you've got all your all your work, work, your your projects, your interiors, mega global business. And then you've got. You've been posting um, really diligently and religiously on Instagram, lots of motivational videos you've done. You've ended up with almost a TV series idea out of the stuff you've been doing on this morning. And yeah. then you're always bloody working out at some ungodly hour. How, how do you do it all? I don't know. I mean, the whole sort of mentoring thing came about because I struggled a bit during the first lockdown for a few reasons. And... Um, I just one day put a post up and I was just blown away by the amount, not the amount of people, but what people wrote. And when I started reading every single post, I just sort of thought, my God, there are people really, really struggling out there. And I, I was sort of compelled to, I, I, the, originally I sort of felt like I had to put a post up the next day. And then it got to the point where people were waiting for the post. So it just became something that I did every morning. And it was quite nice. And sometimes I had nothing to say, but I was just there saying hi. And other times I had a lot to say. Um, and then obviously came the day when the lockdown stopped. And I sort of said to people, I'm, I'm going to say bye bye. Because it all seemed to go back to normal in terms of working and stuff. And people were really sad about it. So every so often I'd put something else up and people would jump on it again. So we've now started something today called Head Talks, which are kind of little snippets of things that we've kind of uh, recorded that I can put up. But I actually loved listening to people. And you know, often when someone talks to you, it's that same old thing. It triggers something in your mind that can help you. It, it's, you know, everyone's there to help everyone. So that's really been fun. 
This morning was hysterical because I was filming myself and falling over my feet, uh, <laughs> puffing cushions. Um, and so, in fact, I start again next week doing more again in lockdown for them, which I love doing. It's been brilliant. Um, I, mean, I was going to say, Kelly, it, it, was, it was genuinely one of my highlights of the first lockdown was your segment on this morning because it was <laughs> it was such a simple idea. And also it was a bit like, why have you not done this before? Because it's such yeah. a brilliant concept, wasn't it? But I, I mean, oh, no. it, it looked like so much fun. And why I think people really loved it. They really can get over the fact that you were actually giving them such literally practical advice. And often it's really simple things that people just don't think about. Yeah, but you know, the weird through. thing that's come out of the lockdown is that, you know, a lot of people because of Dragon's Den and, and the success that I've had, they put me as an untouchable, but kind of doing that all from home on my own, this untechnical person that I am, kind of brought an authenticity out that suddenly became, um, people could relate to me and it on television. So it kind of taught me as well a lot. Do you know what I mean? Well, so it's interesting you say that because I wanted to ask you because one of the conversations you and I had when we first started to get to know each other properly was you telling me how intimidating you um, used to find me and I was like super shocked by that because I was always intimidated by you yeah. <laughs> it's like and I'm wondering if, yeah and and so maybe that made us both have a have a, a an aura around each other when we were meeting each other I don't know but no, have you I think sorry I was just going to say have you found that other people have said they've been surprised by that side to your personality yeah. on television yeah. yeah. And also when people meet me, so many people say you're so much nicer than I thought you were going to be. But I think here's the thing. I think that actually um, we all have a sort of facade on us that we don't know we have. We build it over time, over years. And a lot of it can be from vulnerability, not showing it, all of that kind of thing. But I think that, you know, you're a hard businesswoman you know and I don't mean hard but it's like you know you're a businesswoman you're did successful. you hear that James take note <laughs> but no, James, but Dave you, doesn't you, think that at all <laughs> I just think that the thing I've learned more out of this is to be conscious and somebody asked me a question you know like why are you always so positive and I said well I try because I'm in a conscious state to be that way and I think my past self, possibly, when we used to meet with glamour and all of that, it was like, it's, you're not conscious of it. You put up a facade because you're immediately thinking they're not going to want to talk to me or whatever. So then that comes across. Yeah. So I think if anything, it's about being in that conscious state of being who you really are. And that whatever the consequences come out of that is better than being somebody that you're not. And you and not, you know, only your other half sees the real you or your children for example so I think it's yeah. a lesson for all of us in a way especially women in business I think we tend to sort of come across a bit a bit like that and actually it's not necessary I think that's so true and I, I James will attest I mean the Glamour Awards particularly the first few years I I was always absolutely super nervous at that every single time and I think it did it took me a long time to let go of the rigidity at that event and just do exactly what you said and just you know say to Helen Mirren what I would say to my husband in the in the in the passing of a conversation do you know what I mean 
Yeah, but, no, I totally agree. Yeah, you're right, well, okay. I think the thing is, well, it's a very British thing, I think, for us to not show vulnerability, especially I think in a professional sense. We we have it, you know, you know, emotions aren't a good thing to show at work, or you know, too much of a sense of humor or your hijinks. But you know, I, you know, I, I went to therapy because I think for again I, for a long time I was led to believe, and I did the same thing. There's nothing worse than that <laughs> that sort of backhanded insult of you're so much nicer than I thought you were going to be. And I think it's so funny how all three of us have had that thrown at us. But I think it's because we've all I think had something instilled in us that you know when it comes to maybe work or and sometimes it's hard to then determine between work and, and social life. You you put on a game face, even if you've had a really bad thing happen to you, you put on your game face, you put on your big boy, big girl pants and you present a certain way. And I think actually the second I started to realize that vulnerability actually is what brings you together with people and it helps yeah, yeah, you yeah. with other people. I'm a lot happier and I, and I definitely feel like I get a lot, a lot more warmth back because I think I was very much a bit of a cold fish, not intentionally, but because I just yeah, thought- Yeah, but you were a bit scared. Yeah, yeah. Representing, I thought professionalism, but actually, it just comes across as a little bit aloof and cold sometimes. If you don't put something out there, then somebody can. Because also, what bonds you is the vulnerabilities. It's putting a foot wrong, and somebody going, "Oh God, I've done that. Don't worry." You know. Um, yeah, yeah so. absolutely, hundred percent. And I think that's a really lovely thing about youth. If you look at, you know, young people, people say, "How did you start a business at sixteen and a half?" Because I kind of didn't care. You know, I, I had no fear. I had no shame. Yeah, no, you don't. You, you don't stop to think about what might go wrong. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you almost sort of go back to that, where of course you care, but you're, um, you know, believe it or not, I'm quite a shy person. I know you're going to laugh about, it, but I am. You know, if I was to walk into a glamour awards on my own, all dressed up, I would then walk over to you to say hi. You would be busy. You'd go hi, and then that would make me feel like, well, not necessarily you, but do you know what I mean. You're like. Who do I talk to? What do I do? So yeah. I think, anyway, I just think that I always try and find a silver lining. And I think this pandemic is horrendous and it's the worst thing that's ever happened in my lifetime. And I just think that we will come out of it. But I think you've always got to look at bettering yourself and try and find something positive with it. Um, yeah. And I know a lot of people have and a lot of great new young businesses are coming out of it as well. And it's giving people a chance. So yeah, I mean, listen, we're in well, this for the, for the long run. If you haven't checked out Kelly Hoppin CBE on Instagram, I would urge you to because it is a very, I would say, I'd use the word nourishing. It's a lo lovely little nourishing, bright spot in your day. And Kelly just happens to also have one of the most calming, soothing voices on the planet, doesn't she? Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> sometimes when I'm sort of like ranting about something and you'll go, well, hang on a minute, blah, blah, and I just think, Oh, all right. And even just the tone just makes me just decompress. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. I it's wonder true. if John thinks that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, John possibly sees, you know, the, a different side to you. But, um, yeah, but he loves you. We know he loves you. Oh, I know. Where is I he today? Him. Was that him bashing about in the background? I can hear. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, John. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do a Charles Saatchi, John. You're on video. <laughs> Yeah. No, he won't, trust me. <laughs> Are you ready to play? Is it just me? Yeah. Ready as you'll ever be. The news night of nonsense, James and I like to call it. Let's go. So, Kelly Hoppin, James Williams. Knowing both of you as I do, I am slightly scared to say this one, but is it just me who quite often doesn't get round to making the bed? 
Well, I'm yeah, James, James's mouth just pursed everybody in a real sort of like clutching his pearls, Mrs. Bouquet moment then. I, I clutched my pearls on, on both upper halves there, I feel like, Kelly. No, no, to be honest with you, no, it's, it, it sounds really ridiculous when I say this, but for a long part of my life, I never made the bed. I was a total sloth. I would like, get up, I was always late. I'm, I'm always, I'm terrible at timekeeping. And in the morning I was always in such a rush. So I never used to make it. And I remember turning 30 and it was one of those moments where I thought, right, I need to do something that really shows I'm maturing. I'm turning into a mature adult. And I thought it, it became almost like my 30th resolution was to make the bed every day. And I did. <laughs> and from that point onwards, it was just one of those things I ticked off my list. And I have to say, it, it, even if, you know, I, I, for me, it's about, I don't know, I, for me, getting into an unmade bed now is synonymous with a hangover so bad, I can't be asked to make it. <laughs> That's how I feel about making the bed. But I'm quite surprised though, Joe, because I would have thought you'd be quite a meticulous bed maker. I'm very fastidious about um, regular sheet changing, but I don't give a shit about making the bed, no. What about you, Kelly? Oh, I mean, I am a bed maker. I mean, I'm a homemaker. So for me... Really? I did not know that. The bed is such a big part of that room that you have to make it. But I don't only just whoosh the sheets and puff the cushions. They have to be absolutely perfect. And then I will put the cushions on it. What I didn't, what I stopped doing in lockdown was putting the bed cover on and the runners. Cause that I was just like. Oh my it. God. Someone tell the media. I know. So, <laughs> oh, honestly, yeah. I have to make the bed and it has to be perfect. Now the funny story about this is that when I met John and I redid his home and I had a bed cover made and it was so heavy because of the fabric and the lining that when we used to go to bed, we used to have this kind of ceremony where we'd fold it over, then you'd fold the other one, then you'd do one this way and one that way, and then we would laugh at each other. And then be and too tired for any any grown-up cuddles. Yeah. Absolutely not. And then we would take the cushions off and I would place them neatly and everything. Anyway, this sort of went on forever and ever and ever. Anyway, one day I remember going out to some event and John had come in and when I came back from this event, I'd obviously had a few drinks. I fell onto what I can only describe as a mountain of cushions and bed covers. <laughs> and I couldn't stop laughing. He'd obviously come in and just thrown it all down, which is so <laughs> unlike him. So he's really good. But um, no, I even had someone write a book once. I can't remember who it was. He said, Kelly Hoppen has absolutely ruined my sex life. There are too many cushions on the bed. <laughs> But no, making a bed takes two seconds and it should be done every single day. It doesn't day. sound like your bed takes two seconds to make. It does. I'll time it. I'll do a video this weekend. Oh, yes, go. please. I'll tell you what, this is giving me an idea. This would be a great sitcom. You and me sharing a flat. Oh, God, I don't think I could. I would turn into something awful. I would be drinking. I wouldn't make my bed. I would yeah. be... But I'd there'd be a constant it. supply of tangerines so our phones would never fall down. <laughs> Oh, I Ever. love the idea of you corrupting Kelly, Joe. <laughs> yeah. I think well, she's maybe she'll rub off that. on me. I, in all seriousness, though, one of the reasons I don't, and not just because I'm a lazy cow, um, because I'm not lazy in some ways, but um, I did read the, something that stuck with me that it's actually much um, more hygienic not to make the bed. That's rubbish. I read, I read that in a newspaper thing that said that all the things that live on you they can't, they much prefer that cocooned coziness of being in the duvet. And if you let it all sort of like, 
Yeah, but then you can then, do that. When you get out of bed, you're supposed to open it up and air it. By the time you've had your bath, got dressed, had your breakfast, you can then make it. So this is even more effort. <laughs> this is just, yeah. But Joe, don't you feel a bit like... I don't I feel any guilt about this whatsoever, by the way. And I, you can all at me, it's fine, but I just don't care. What does care. your husband think? Yes, that's good. I thought Ross might make the bed. Actually, he's he's the same as me with the bed making. We we are we're fussy about other things, but we're not fussy about that. So when you get into bed at night, do you make it nice before you get in? Sometimes. Kelly, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kelly, we we both know that's a massive no. She's lying. I tell you what, I do make it. I do make it um, on the mornings that the cleaner is coming. <laughs> You're kidding. That is so funny. That is so funny. Uh, Joe, you must make it when people come for dinner. Well, when Kelly, we you're out. not going to be my friend anymore. Why? That's not fair. <laughs> no. Well, no, because um, I don't, because what perv is looking in my bedroom? Mm. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's on. true. Yeah. Everyone, everyone when, they, when they go to the loo, has a good nose around your house on the way there. Come on. Do you think? Oh, yes. Yeah. I don't I open anyone's. Do you open? I don't open anyone's bathroom cupboard since I read that Amy Sedaris, the actress, fills her bathroom cabinet with marbles, so that whenever anyone opens it, it just comes this crashing noise, and I, I just live that. in fear that somebody else has done that. <laughs> you know, in one of my old homes, um, I had to eventually put a, a lock and key on my dressing room because Alan Carr's husband, Paul, used to come there whenever we'd have a dinner party. He'd come up with one of my like evening dresses on, sort of bursting at the seams every single time. And they they used to live around the house where I used to have. So I actually have to put a lock and key on. Yeah, I, I actually have something worse than that. I had a friend in Australia whose husband used to find my bikinis and do that. <laughs> I've got I've got photos of him from New Year's Eve in my bikinis. I love it. I Hi, love Brian it. and Louise. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah. Well, I don't know. It's really weird. And even talking to you two, I don't even really feel that much shame about it. If Kelly was coming around, I'd probably make the... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. But as I've told us, she's never invited around to my yeah, house. I know. <laughs> I, now you see, that really pisses me off. 
that really pisses me off that people don't invite me over to their house. And if it's they terrifying. do, they cut their cushions for a week before. <laughs> no, I will invite you around, but I mean, I just, my house is just like a, a tip compared to your house. And I just can't bear it. I can't bear the shame. Kelly, oh, I bet you you feel about the same way about that when people say, "Oh, I never know what to buy people for Christmas." You, would you buy the person that's got everything? And I always think that's a really annoying sort of get out. Yeah, of I think there's always something. It's the thought that can look. I know if I have my my daughter over, she's an amazing chef. I do freak out a bit, you know. Um, I remember having Gordon Ramsay over once. We were doing something, uh, doing a, a shoot. And he said, my God, what an incredible kitchen. Do you ever cook in it? And I went, yeah, of course I do. And he walked over to the first drawer he opened and all the utensils still had the John Lewis stickers on them. <laughs> <laughs> I had only oh. just moved in, admittedly, so. I've had Kelly Shepherd's pie, it's very good. Oh. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Oh well. Anyway, all right. I'm. I'm. I would make the bed tomorrow, but tomorrow's Saturday, so no. Well, you may Maybe next week. You may have hit on something, Joe. Some of the listeners, this might be a rallying cry to all the other uh, sort of people out there that don't make their beds. So if you do it's support fine. Them. Do you know what? As long as your sheets are clean, I think you can get away with it. Oh, I am. I am obsessive about that. I can yeah. assure you of that. Yes. Okay, good. If you don't make your bed, please do drop us an email because Joe would love to hear from you. She'd love to get some support. Yeah, on send uh, all, your, all your messages to Joe. <laughs> yeah. At stigofthedump.com. <laughs> the email address is actually, is it just me podcast at gmail.com? But I think the other one will also work. So uh, you send, us, uh, send us your thoughts and any suggestions for future topics. As you know, we'd love to hear from you guys. Thank you very much. Okay, Joe Elvin, Kelly Hoppin, uh, is it just me? Because uh, obviously I've got a lot of time in my hands at the moment. I, and I, I had a moment, an epiphany the other night, where I suddenly thought, I don't have any, well, talent, but certainly no hidden talents. You know, I feel like in lockdown, people have been like unearthing all of these like weird skills, whether it's playing an instrument or art. And um, yeah, I just don't feel like I've got any hidden talents, well, of any note. I mean, have you girls got... Anything you wanted to? Yeah, sort of no, that I have got any hidden talents. I mean, I can sing, but I what? Um, I didn't know this. Yeah, I used to sing in a in a band, and I and I can play the piano. I can't read music because I'm dyslexic, but I, if I hear a song, I can play it. Yeah. Um, and I would love to have a piano again because I know and I lo I love to sing. Um, <gasps> karaoke is one of my favourites with a lot of vodka. Oh, do you think uh, we'll get to do karaoke again? Yeah, we will. We could always oh. do it on Zoom. Um, yeah, let's do it. I want to hear this voice now. Yeah, Mustang Sally, one of my favourites. Um, what are the hidden talents? I mean, I suppose you could say I can actually cook. I've said all my life I can't, but actually in this lockdown, I have cooked more than I've ever cooked. So I can cook. I don't know if it's a talent or if it's just total despair, actually, from anyone that has to eat it. But... Um, I suppose singing was the thing, probably. That's amazing. That is a fact I did not know. And that makes me excited to get you out for karaoke. I don't <laughs> think I've got, I, I wouldn't hide any talents if I thought I had them. Although I can play the recorder. <laughs> I, once, I, I once played the recorder at the Sydney Opera House. And, oh, um, wow. and um, I'm just thinking that if, if I didn't value my marriage, I might take that up again. But, um, <laughs> it was, uh, 
yeah. But uh, yeah, we we used to have to play classical pieces in all these complicated ensembles at the Sydney Opera House. I hate the recorder. Yeah, everyone does. <laughs> Imagine what it does to a child's psyche to, you know, you've got all these schools all intertwined. We've all been rehearsing for months to sit in this massive hall in the Opera House, packed auditorium of hundreds of parents. There's singers, there's dancers. And every time they said, and now we will hear from the recorder ensemble again. You could hear the whole audience go, oh. And that was every single time we performed. I just thought of another hidden talent I've got. I used to date a drummer many, many years ago, and I can twirl drumsticks on my hand. What? <laughs> All I can think of is I can pick, pick up things with my toes. I can do that. Yeah. I don't think that's particularly. And my, my hand. <laughs> yeah, my hand. But my mother-in-law seems to think that's like really quite novel. If I've dropped a pile of laundry and I pick up a pair of knickers between my toes and throw it on top of the pile with my toes. Oh no, that's that's better than I can do. <laughs> what about you, James? Well, I'm just feeling totally inadequate right now. I'm not going to lie. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I can say I I. I did play the recorder. I was thinking, come back to the recorder. I think the reason why there was that collective sort of groan, Joe, is I feel like if you think about it, the recorder is the first instrument that's forced on most children at a very young age. They, they then proceed to play very badly. So I guess from a parent's point of view, they've been traumatized by listening to their child play something yeah. very, very Yeah. I was good at it though. I will, I have to say. <laughs> well, I'm sure and you I, were, Joe. And I was given one of those. Big bugger ones that were like, because as, as all my classmates pointed out, I had what they used to call ET fingers. So I was one of the only kids who could actually stretch my fingers around the big holes on this big tenor recorder. Yeah, it's quite it's difficult, those tenor ones. Yeah. Uh, Thanks, Kelly. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just had a flashback to school. I remember they were like really long and you had to get your thumb at the back, didn't you? And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and then sometimes nice. pinch your thumb on the back. Oh, it's all very technical. Yeah. Yeah. Come round, I'll tell you more and I'll give you a concert. <laughs> okay. You could you sing. sing. Well, on our sitcom, that could be one episode. Okay. Where, yeah. You could have Kelly on the recorder and she can sing Mustang Sally while you play it on the recorder. <laughs> I will serenade you while you make the beds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, it's getting better all the time. <laughs> the singing thing is interesting because I think because obviously I'm Welsh. And so the funny thing for me is I think because in Wales, I know it sounds like a dreadful cliche, but the truth is I think everyone can sing in Wales. And it wasn't until I moved to England, to London, and I remember going to a wedding and I remember being really genuinely taken aback by the fact that in the wed in the church service, they'd hired a choir to come and sing. Because in Wales, everyone, that, that's what the relatives do. Everyone, everyone is the choir, all the guests just get up and sing. And I, I guess that's a talent we kind of underestimate, I think, because like I said, at home, everyone does it. It's like playing rugby. Um, yeah. If you can't sing, do you get um, sort of extradited from the country? Uh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. You know, you get your citizenship revoked. But um, but yeah, but I, I guess apart from that, I mean, I guess cooking. I mean, cooking's an interesting thing, I think, Kelly, because I always, I always have this theory when people say I can't cook. And I think it's about people that have no interest in it. Because I do think most people can read and follow a recipe. So do you, I do can't you, you, read and follow a recipe. Oh, but right, I, okay. I, I, that puts me into a panic, I guess, maybe because I'm dyslexic. But the fact is, John really loves what I cook him. So it's made me think he's either been lying for nine years or 
Uh, he genuinely does, and no one's ever cooked any good food for him. But when somebody says, oh, hops, that's so lovely, thank you, it, it makes you want to do it again, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, it's about confidence, isn't it? Why. It's like yeah, everything. It's confidence. Yeah, confidence, yeah. yeah. I, I think that nine, nine years would be a long time to keep up that kind of a line. I think after nine years, he would be, he'd probably feel quite comfortable in saying, you know that fish pie with the cornflakes in it? It's not good. Yeah. Oh, oh I yeah. love all, the, all those clandestine delivery orders. He's hiding yeah. from you, Kelly. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I feel like I need to brush up on a talent. I might, um, I don't know, go and learn to ride a unicycle or something tomorrow. Well, this, but also this is why I feel really bad because for as much as I'm doing, you know, these these lockdown times, I think, oh, I should, you know, take up an instrument or learn a language. I suddenly go, can't be bothered. And um, is that really bad? <laughs> no, not at all. Not feel, at all. No, I don't I think, think so. Bad. We're still all working. I don't know why. Who are these people who've suddenly got all this extra time in lockdown? I've got less time. Oh, do you know what's People a talent? People have lost their jobs. <laughs> so oh, talent, yeah, well, there's that, yeah, that's fair, yeah. I know yeah. what talent, opening a bottle of wine, is that, is that a hidden talent? No, <laughs> actually it is, probably, because I don't know how to open a bottle of wine unless it's a screw top, as Joe knows. No, Joe. I, can, I, can I just ask, is it just me who has, is, I think I might be the only house in London who has today run out of wine. <gasps> that's another clutch. I've heard that comment. before, Miss Elvin. There's a there's a nine 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 number that should be in existence for that. Yeah. Also, Joe, I want to know: Can you open a bottle of wine with your toes? Me? I tell you what: If I was desperate enough, it would happen. <laughs> you could, I promise you. Yeah, it would be like you know that that scene in Kill Bill where Uma Thurman spends hours trying to get her feet to work. I would not give up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your toes, one corkscrew. I can see it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's try that for the next it's one. A viral, yeah. It's a viral smash waiting to happen, Joe. I can see it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, what I'll do is I'll finish this podcast. I'll resign from my job and devote my life to that. I think that's a winner. Yeah. No, yeah. That. That's a talent that you should not be hidden. It yeah. should be a, a talent lived openly and honestly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> On the uh, piazzas of Covent Garden and the tubes for busking. Yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Anyway, let's right. move on. <laughs> <laughs> on that yeah. be beautiful yeah. mental picture of your toes in a turn. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I was kind of lost in that for a minute. <laughs> Is it just me who will run out of a bottle of shampoo in a matter of days? because I wash my hair every day. And yet I can have the same bottle of conditioner for a good year and a half. What's that all about? Anybody well, else? No, yeah, it's for me as well, but I wouldn't have a conditioner for a year and a half. But <laughs> I'll tell you the truth. Sometimes I don't use conditioner because I just don't have time. And that sounds stupid because it takes 30 seconds, right? Well, and now I you understand my, my thing with the bed for crying out loud. Right, no, but... It's just sometimes I quite like my hair to be coarser than sometimes I find the conditioner makes it too loose. But I use less conditioner than I do shampoo. The, the yeah. bottom line is I probably don't need as much shampoo that I use. I'm so, probably the same, but then I also, I can't stop buying. If I've bought the shampoo, I have to buy the matching conditioner. Well, that's just a worry. Because just don't. I, thought, I know, it's stupid, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 need, I need a good a, talking a, to. 
Yeah. No, but I'm the same. I If I love something, I buy a lot of them so that I've got them. And then I come to the point where I suddenly think, mm, maybe it's time to change. And then I look inside my cupboard and I see like eight bottles of something. And I think, why did I do that? But I do that for speed, not having to worry about it because I was always traveling and running around and stuff. So I think, I think, I think most people would say they have, they use more shampoo than conditioner, but I know now, what you mean. It's really annoying. Allow me to piss in your pocket quite um, vigorously for a minute, but it's true yeah. that you do have probably the best example of curly hair that I've ever seen. A lot of people, um, a lot of women I know spend hours and a, a huge amount of money straightening their naturally curly hair. But but you wear it well and it always looks immaculate. So I think a lot of people out there would like to know what you do. What's okay. the maintenance regime? So I use a shampoo that I get from America, actually, and I can't remember the name, but I'll send it through so you can put it up. It starts with a Q and it's got a special stuff in it for fizzy hair. So that's really good. So I use this one thing that is for... Um, uh, taking the frizz out so you put that on first and then I use a hair mousse which doesn't make it crunchy by Kevin Murphy and then I use a diffuser oh that I'll tell you the other thing is I take each hair at the front and curl it with my finger like that when it's wet so that you get the curl going in the right direction you just sort of do it like this it takes a second to do you then should I do a tutorial on that I know I should then you get the diffuser and do that then it comes up kind of messy curly most of the time I leave it like that but like this morning I just got the you know the tongs and did a few tongs to make it look a bit neater and then I'll kind of judge it up later um for what I don't know um and the yeah, sexy so times Murphy, yeah Kevin Murphy's a really really good product because it's um organic you know it doesn't have all that residue that you get left afterwards but I only wash my hair twice a week. I don't wash it every day, but I have dry hair. Yeah. Um, and I've always had curly hair until I dated a hairdresser and, and he bloody well straightened it. So when I got my MBE from the Queen, I had straight hair. I look at the picture and I think, who is that? I mean, that it's my identity. It's kind of weird. It was like somebody had taken away my strength in a way, which is exactly- But it didn't ruin the day for you, did it? No, I had a lovely day, but um, yeah. but when I get my CBE, I'm going to have my hair out like this, like <laughs> big curls, you know. But yeah, I think your hair is really important because it's, it's, I think for me, it kind of finishes off the way I feel. It's kind of an important part of me. So I always try and look after it. Um, yeah, it definitely is for me. But I, I mean, a lot of people are really um, tense about the fact that I, I wash my hair every day. I don't feel clean unless I've washed my hair every day. But also, you'd see me in the morning. I look like a child dog. You do not look. <laughs> yeah, like I do. A child. You yeah, don't. It's, no, well, it sticks up everywhere and to the point where Evie and Ross every morning say, "Whose hair is that that you've got today?" I mean, how I'm still married, I don't really know, but. Um, it's like, yeah, every, every day. So I get, I get through a lot of shampoo, but it's never really, it's never upset my hair. It's never made what my hair fall out. Of, oh, I'm a, I'm a complete slut. It just depends what's in the cupboard at work. Um, uh, but um, I do quite like uh, a John Frieda one. And I love, there's a Philip Kingsley one I'm using at the moment that I really, really like. Oh, he's really good. But the yeah. shampoo I use is called something like 
quidzo or something. It's it's really good and it has something in it which is really important to your hair. I'll send you. The, I'll, I'll photograph oh, yeah. it for you. It's really and good. What about you, James? Well, well, I've gone very quiet on this. I feel like you're about. <laughs> this, is going be, this is going to be like your bed or lack of bed making, Joe. So this is going to blow your mind. I'm completely the opposite to you both. I basically condition my hair every day and I wash it once a week. Oh, so a lot of people do that. that yeah, is that like co-washing? Yeah, Can so I see I your hair? Will you put your head down? So it's, it's a bit of a mess today. It's quite big, but... So you've got thick hair? Well, no, I've actually got quite th a fine hair, but it's quite a bit of it. But yeah, so he's I got find... a good head for a 40-year-old man. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. find... Um, <laughs> I find like for me a bit of build up. I hate to say tons. I like they do sealing in a bit of grease and dirt with the conditionery day. Because oh god, I can't bear that idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I like clean hair. I'm the same as you, Joe. Yeah. Are you? No, but I used to do that too. But I just find it now it's a lot easier to style if I just. I mean, I think I also remember somebody. I think it was. Was, somebody once said they literally just gave up washing and conditioning. They just, they've never washed their hair since. They've just conditioned Well, it. they do say that if you can stand it, your hair gets to a point where it doesn't need it. But yeah. I cannot stand it. There's no way. Yeah. Well, actually, they say you should change your shampoo every year because your hair gets used to it. So it's good to have something new. It's the same like face products or whatever. You know, when you try something new and it works, I think it's quite good for your body to have a shake up and try something different. Yeah. Like changing your exercise routine. That's true. It's yeah, same thing. Yeah. yeah. Your body becomes yeah. too used to it. You need to challenge it. Yeah. I suppose it's almost in the category of got a lot of, um, you know, you're getting old when a lot of my favorite makeup brands and makeup products are all discontinuing. And that happened to me with a lot with hair things as well. And it's infuriating. But um, yeah. Well, you're not getting old. <laughs> no. Yes, oh, I no. am. None of it. <laughs> I like the way that Kelly says that, like it's the law. <laughs> There's just such authority in her voice. So I, I think that this year we should be allowed to have this one as what, like a sporting, what, like they call a buy game. 2020 shouldn't count, should it? So no. I, I turned 50 this year, but I don't think that should count. I think it should be next year. Oh yeah, yeah that's a good idea. Yeah. I do feel bad for you, Joe, because you're the only person I know who had a landmark birthday that snuck it in before this whole shitstorm hit us. And everybody else I now know who's turned, whether it's 40 or 50, they've more or less just said, I've not aged this year. I'm doing it all next year. I mean, the backlog of, you know, big birthday <laughs> parties next year is exhausting a lot. I know, but on the plus side, I got to cuddle everybody like it didn't matter. That is and true. it was so wonderful. Yeah, I, that's yeah. everybody. All my friends were like, that's like the last... That's the last thing we all did. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, but anyway, yeah. Well, I don't know what we've drawn any conclusions. There. I just wanted to know it wasn't just me who can make no, a bottle of conditioner last. I'm sure most people would say that. Apart from me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah yours doesn't last five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly Hoppen, CBE. I like saying that because I like that you're my friend and you've got a CBE. It makes me feel dead proud. Do you know what, but, um, my, uh, my grandson, when he called up to congratulate me, obviously I knew in June, so I told Tash and he went, congratulations, Granny, on your A, B, C, D, E. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds much more impressive. <laughs> I know, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> well, 
<laughs> oh, bless him. But I thank know. you so much for joining us today. I feel like we put the world to rights in another. Oh, I know. Thank you. It's been such a giggle. It sort of set me up for my weekend of love. <laughs> now we're, ooh, yeah, grown up cuddles once you've got that bed undressed. But um, and, and where, where can we find you on Instagram and all your channels? Just tell everybody who might not know. Kelly Hoppen. All right. As- yeah, it's really on that the simple. Yep. On the tin. Joy. That's me. <laughs> Kelly Hoppen, Curly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for joining us and thanks, thanks for listening, guys. everybody. Thank you so much. Bye. Take care. See you again Bye-bye. next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.